before we start today's episode, we wanted to come to you uh, to address a, a, a another unfortunate topic happening right now um, in America, and I'm sure other places too, unfortunately. Um, recently, or relatively recently, we uh, recently had um, a race-motivated attack um, and a murder uh, focused on um, Asian Americans in, in this country. And so we wanted to come to you quickly uh, during uh, the opening of these episodes to, A, if you weren't aware, hopefully make you aware, but B, also encourage you to to help out in any way you can. Um, there are resources where you can give your money. We will be providing a Twitter link in the description uh, where you can go that will help point you toward places where you can donate to help. Um, that Twitter is Stop AAPI Hate. Um, that is at stop aapi hate and if you don't have the money we'd also encourage you to speak out where you can call things out amplify voices that matter um and and yeah we just wanted to come to you it's it's unfortunate that we keep having to do this um but it is something that's been it's been a problem for a long time and before this attack but we we thought we would um hopefully encourage some of you to to let your voices be heard and to maybe give monetarily to people who are who could use it. Yeah, just, you know, anything would help. I know we're obviously not the people that need the help, but just any if we could do anything, definitely um, just anything you can do to help would be great. You know, it sucks that this kind of stuff keeps happening. It saddens me every time I have to see something like that, and I'm sure it's, you know, a billion times worse for people that are more affected by it than me. So, yeah, just thought we'd let you know, provide some resources, that sort of thing. For sure. And if anything, you know, be mindful. Um, be mindful of the things that are said. Be mindful of the things you said. I, I think that this attack in particular, but I'm sure a lot of others, um, especially over the past year, I I, I kind of see as a direct result of one of the most or the most powerful person in the world um, calling the COVID-19 pandemic the China virus, right? So it, words matter. Um, they matter a lot. So if, if anything, if nothing else, please consider the things you say. Um, particularly when you're attaching a massive group of individuals to it. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry to... Uh, well, I'm not sorry to bring everybody down. I'm, I'm sorry it happened. <laughs> like It's a really unfortunate thing, but we felt like we needed to come and say something. Um, hope you enjoy the show, but also more importantly, if you can give, give. If you can say something, say something. Um, but at least do one of those things. Yeah, but do enjoy the episode. Yes. Hello and welcome to another graffiti-covered episode of Save Station Radio. I'm your host, Dustin, and with me is Connor. Hello there. And this week, we're going to be talking about Sony and Pixel Opus's Concrete Genie, released for the PS4 on August 6th, 
2019. Uh, of course, developed by Pixel Opus and published by Sony, which I actually didn't realize. I thought this was an indie game. <laughs> totally wrong on that. It definitely has that feeling, though. It was a smallish team from what I looked up or what you looked up. It was about 10 people. Yeah, so Pixel Opus was a studio that was formed by Sony. Um, actually, kind of a neat thing. They went to, they grabbed a bunch of college kids, like right out of school. So they got jobs immediately, and they wanted smaller games from them. It, they opened in 2014, so I think this would have been, you know, Journey came out in 2012. I think they were going for that. Uh, they wanted, you know, those kinds of artsy, smaller games, which makes sense. Yeah, from what I looked up, it was some initiative that after Journey after Journey's success, they then went to colleges and provided uh, Vita dev kits for students to yes. work on. And they were impressed with like how fast they could prototype things and what they were working on. So then they took six people from one school and I believe three people from another. And then they had someone who already worked at Sony to lead the team just to, you know, get the workflow and corporate stuff going. And then they uh, worked on their first game, which was Entwined in 2014. Do you remember Entwined? I had never heard of it. I looked up a trailer when I was researching this, but uh, this was the first time I'd heard about it. Apparently it released on the PS3, PS4, and the PS Vita. Yeah, it was one of those, I remember it because it was one of those, like, they had a conference and they released it, shadow dropped it at that conference. Okay. It's kind of a weird, it's it's not really anything too special. It actually reminds me a lot of uh, that game company's flow. <laughs> um, actually, they kind of have a similar path where, like, Flow was like it kind of interesting, but it's not that great. And it wasn't until Flower that things became really interesting and special for that studio. And I kind of feel that way here. Where Entwine is like it's it looks nice visually, it's appealing, but it's nothing more than that. And yeah, like you said, that was 2014. This studio feels like a weird remnant of PS3 Sony, and I kind of like that about it. Where it's kind of like, hey, makes make us smaller, interesting games. And I don't feel like we get that anymore from them. It's almost exclusively really large budgeted experiences you know with the occasional medieval or whatever <laughs> remake yeah, or whatever sure. in there and especially since they unfortunately closed japan studio recently like even going to get less of those unfortunately but yeah I, I think it's a pretty interesting studio so yeah there's not really much to say about that they're fairly new again 2014 so interesting to see what they do next uh did you have any any knowledge of this game before we decided to do it um i had heard about it i think i had seen maybe one trailer in passing but that was it it seemed interesting but not enough for me to look into it or give it a try or anything what about you do you have any history i mean no it's almost the exact same where i, I saw a trailer or something thought it looked cool or interesting really wanted to play it and actually bought it physically and then didn't play it for a whole a whole year and then it uh wasn't that was, one a gift, though? Was it? Oh, it might have been a gift. I had a physical yeah. copy of it for over a year and didn't touch it, unfortunately. And then they announced it for PlayStation Plus. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those that you're like, oh, damn it. Yeah, and that's how I played it, for the record, was through the PlayStation Plus.
yeah, so, you know, it's a new game. We don't really have much to say. I thought it looked interesting. Um, didn't really know what it was. It kind of caught me off guard. Um, so just to give you a quick story premise, uh, we follow a, a kid named Ash as he's sort of returning to his, what I, I think is his hometown of Denska, uh, which has kind of been taken over by this dark darkness, like goo stuff. It's just, It's a really sad story about how the town was failing. I think in a really actually impactful part of the game is how Denska, the town, um, just kind of failed. And the point of the game is to kind of bring it to life through art and through graffiti. And so it kind of plays out like a behind-the-back third-person game where you'll walk up to walls and be able to paint stuff with your magic paint powers, which you get through the story. And so the the goal is to just kind of cover the town. Uh, and then there are, there are bullies that run around that you'll have to run away from, but they're not too much of a threat and that's just kind of the basic gist of the game is you're kind of bringing life to this dead city yeah which i mean seems interesting as a concept for this sort of 3d what is essentially a platformer the sort of movement and platforming reminded me kind of of the like slower moments of something like sunset overdrive not quite as like flashy and heavily movement based as that game but it has that nice sort of speed to it where you can get around easily and then once you find where you're going to paint you kind of just sit down and figure out what you're going to throw up on the wall with um, with your patterns it's not as open as you might think it's mainly you get these pattern squares that are have like an item like here's a mushroom or here's some stars and then using the ps4's gyroscope you uh, point sort of point the controller around where you want to paint and then it sort of places that pattern to the best of its ability to make it look like a landscape. Yep, and you'll get these uh, genies, which is where the title of the game comes from, that are these guys you bring to life and you um, you can give them features and stuff. So you get a bit of creativity there and you have to also find those around the world so those are the collectibles. And they'll, and they'll sometimes want specific things since so you have to create a specific image. A lot of the time, though, you're kind of left to your own devices. And yeah, it's one of those things where it's both restrictive but also not like i think it's very smart in terms of the objects it gives you it's basically like it's giving you objects and then not telling you how to place them most of the time unless there's a specific puzzle that requires it it's an interesting thing and i for me somebody who's like enjoys art but is not super art inclined i really liked that (laughs) like i think it was the perfect amount of freedom um in that like it was enough for me to feel creative and cool but also not enough for me to hang myself you know what i mean (laughs) like yeah for sure i'm not someone who draws nearly as often as i used to and but honestly playing this game kind of got me in the mood to draw again it's kind of got that feel where you feel like you can really sort of express what you want to do with it but not it's not so painful to actually do so right so let's um let's just hop into it then what did you think overall of the experience uh, I thought it was really cool. I thought the the story with um, sort of Ash being bullied by this gang of bullies that are in his abandoned hometown that people have long since moved out of, it sort of has this like lonely tone to it. But as the story progresses, that changes and the town gets more lively with your little genie creatures. And I found it all to be very charming in a sort of way that hits kind of close to home and 
is very moving when it needs to be. I love this game's art style. It's got that sort of like brushstroke, not quite brushstroke. It's more like airbrushed in a way where a lot of the 3D models actually will have 2D sprite work to make up some of their components. I'm thinking specifically like their hair is these hand-drawn 2D like plates that are sort of situated in a way to generate 3d hair it's really interesting i would well, definitely their recommend. faces too like that's the first thing you'll notice is like all the yeah, facial their faces expressions are completely 2d yeah it's it's really unique a little off-putting at first i'll say but uh you know like a couple hours in, i was like i love this style it's so yeah it's super charming it's really colorful which i also love i love how the town as you paint it goes from this lots of blacks grays and purples into just like this full rainbow i mean whatever you paint on it really but also it'll add like more colorful grass and stuff and the lights will light up and um, i feel like things just generally get brighter to emphasize that kind of stuff yeah i thought all that was super neat the pseudo stealth mechanics of trying to get around the bullies was kind of whatever i found um i only got captured once and that was intentionally to see what would happen (laughs) and uh, there's a couple moments where they'll just be in the way of where you need to be, so you have to go somewhere else, shout for them to go run and see where you're at, and then you can sneak around behind them. Uh, it's enough to keep the game going, but not, like, the focus, really, so. Yeah, it feels a weird, like, there's, like, something incongruous about it where, like, it, it feels like they want this game to be super accessible, so the stealth AI is dumb. Like, it's very easy to lose them, or not, they're not a problem, really. But also, like, they want them to be a threat (laughs) so it's just this weird like not really it doesn't really work like at first it works and then when you realize how dumb the ai is it kind of breaks it a little bit yeah they're mainly just a nuisance to your painting rather than an actual obstacle yeah totally um i mean this game is very forgiving like you can fall into the water which would you know be a death or whatever but it doesn't matter it'll just respawn you the one thing i noticed is if you're on a on the rooftop and you fall all the way to the ground it'll actually just place you back on the rooftop oh yeah yeah it's very so um... if you're having troubles with the platforming you don't have to climb all the way back up the building it's just like okay i'll just try that jump again or maybe it just barely didn't recognize that i wanted to zip line across this thing so yeah it's pretty it's very accessible yeah totally um for me this game completely surprised me in a lot of areas i Again, not knowing much about the game, I, I assumed it was more like a journey or whatever, and that it would be more of a linear experience where you get to paint sometimes. And I mean, like, here's the thing. People started talking in this game, like there was voice acting, and I was shocked. I was like, oh, I didn't know that this would have any sort of, like, production value like this at all. It's an open world game, but I was like, whoa, this was surprising. Like, every element of it, I just did not know. I guess I just was so uneducated on the type of game it was. Uh, which was, I thought, a pleasant surprise. I really liked it uh, for that. And, and yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed the painting mechanics. I think it is the sort of thing where if you don't vibe with that, this game is probably going to be very short and not for you. Um, it's the kind of thing where, but if you do like it, you're going to have a good time. Like, I spent a long time just painting and creating little scenes that, like, I didn't need to do more, but I did anyway because I was having so much fun and it was easy to make stuff look cool. So I just kept doing it. And so, like, my Denska was just so colorful and so lively at the end it was it was wonderful i really enjoyed that stuff i I think for the most part the platforming works 
I, it, it can be a little janky, but again, I think the game is... I, I think they know that, so they made it super forgiving, and also that's not really the point of the game anyway, so <laughs> it's fine. I did like the collectathon elements, though, uh, finding all the pages and stuff. This was a game I platinumed, so I should tell you I did enjoy the experience quite a bit. I think all the genies are charming. Um, they have super charming animations. Kind of all your pals, it's really fun. Uh, every once in a while, one will just like stop and hang out, and there'll be like a little um, icon that they want to play with you, and you'll do like a little short, cute little scene. All that stuff worked really well for me. I enjoyed the simple puzzle solving. Um, nothing too intense, but also it was cool. Yeah, I, I overall really enjoyed the game. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a game that I'm glad I've played. It's not very long for starters. It's about, like, at most around six, seven hours. And I feel like I was engaged for all of that, which is good. I would rather have a short but polished game than a bloated one. And I feel like they really could have just length artificially lengthened this game. But when you mention it's like an open world, it's it is, but it's mainly confined to these three kind of small areas and uh, they interlink and you can go all over the place. But it's very much like you're relegated to a small area in terms of objectives and then you can move on and sort of explore the next area. So you don't get overwhelmed by things to do. Um, I did really enjoy finding the pages. I also enjoyed finding the newspapers that is around, which yes. gives you a little backstory on what happened to the town and kind of what happened to the people living there as well, which includes Ash's parents and presumably the families of the bullies as well. Uh, I thought all the creature designs are super charming. So yeah, definitely one that I would recommend. Yeah, totally. Um, and one of my favorite aspects of that, too, is, like, it's a fantastical game. Like, it is using fantasy elements for it. But, like, the backstory about the town, which you find out pretty quickly, it's not a spoiler, it, it just died because of an, epi an economic failure, which I think is so wonderfully melancholy. Like, it's so, it, it adds this air of realism to the whole experience that I thought was really impactful. Yeah, well, and there was... Um... So Densko is a fishing town primarily. They have, you know, like one of the levels is a sardine factory. So it's kind of that thing. But it's also hinted that there was a oil tanker that crashed nearby. And that sort of spoiled the waters. So the fishing town doesn't really have its primary source of income. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tragic, like tragic and real uh, narrative that I, that, you know, you don't even have to experience. You can skip those newspapers. Like... You don't, there's nothing requiring you to know all that, but I, I found that a wonderful little bit of um, storytelling and lore building. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a really neat game. I, I, yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to add, do you? Uh, no, I think if you got it through PS Plus, definitely give it a shot. Um, if you didn't, it's probably pretty cheap nowadays. I would say it's definitely worth it. Yeah, go check it out for yourself if that sounds interesting. Yeah, 100%. So we're going to move on to spoilers, and let me tell you, there were things to spoil in this game. <laughs> this game takes a turn. I guess I will say before we get that, I did want to bring up the point. You mentioned this game being short. I I felt like it was the perfect length where it left me wanting more. You know what I mean? Like, where I was like, this was so good. I enjoyed it, like, that much. Um, but, you know, it left me satisfied but wanting more, which I think is the perfect thing. Anyway... We're going to talk spoilers, and yes, there are things to spoil, so I would recommend playing it. You probably got it for free. If not, it is available on PS4, and it 
I think is fairly cheap normally. I think it's totally worth it. Uh, yeah, check it out. Yes, this is one that I would definitely recommend go- going in completely blind. Yeah, as blind as you can. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's address the uh, element in the room when you uh, when you uh, get towards the end of this game and it becomes an action game yeah you know with combat and combo and you get a health bar and a dodge it's a wild turd I, like for a game that is any and I think the action is really simple like the rest of the game I think it is meant to be accessible but like for a game that is you know, it's one of those things that just completely shocked me when I was like, whoa, what, what did this become where you're shooting things out of your paintbrush and you have to dodge and you lock on to enemies and <laughs> the enemies are your genies. Like, what a wild thing. Uh, and the best edition, the paint skates, which is just the best. Yeah, they let you move faster and jump longer distances. And I love that. But yeah, it completely caught me off guard. You had said that there was a turn and this was like, right before i actually did it and i was super caught off guard like that moment when you first walk out of the basement of the lighthouse and you see your hud is different where it has an actual health bar and like move cooldowns and i'm like oh this became an entirely different thing yeah it's it's wild um i wouldn't say that the action is particularly great but I think just it being that was so surprising to me. I didn't really care. I was like, what? What is this? And yeah, um, the paint skates, are, the movement feels really good on those, though. I really like those. And they let you keep all that stuff at the end of the game. So if you're looking for collectibles and stuff, they make it way more fun. Just get around and look for that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and like, I love the story element of the darkness corrupting all your former genies. So you have to go save them with this combat. Um, which, you know, basically ends up in many boss fights where you're shooting pain at them and then eventually helping them recover, which I, I love that they took these 2D animated sprites and then turned them into 3D elements, even though if you design them a certain way, they look real goofy in 3D. Yeah, some of some of the elements don't like to be in 3D, but I definitely respect it. And I love that, you know, these are characters that you brought to life and you got to design so then when they come into this new form they still feel like those characters and then i also really like that certain um elements that you've added to the genie will when they're in their dark genie form before you save them their different like components will be a slightly different style they'll be sharper and uh, a little bit smaller so then as they recover you get to see like the full three-dimensional version of the thing you painted yeah, I loved that so design cool. element. There was a couple where, like, I did these two tendril things coming out of its head, and one of them just did not know where to be, and it clipped inside the head rather than the other one, which was sticking out normally. You know, it's not perfect. They give the player a lot of freedom, so obviously the system's going to be a little janky, but still a lot of charm, and I really enjoyed that when I got to it. 
I do too. And I really, like, I think the most thing is I just respect it. Like, it's such a... They could have really taken the easy route and, like, you know, had this story wrap up with you at that final, like, what was it? The um, the polluted water, you know, you know, after you're out of the sewers, like, and, and, you know, bringing life back to the town and then credits. And I really respect that, no, they make you go back to the lighthouse and all your genies are corrupted and now you have to save them with your weird combat. Like, like it's what a unique, cool thing. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and it was shocking and surprising in a really fun way. Yeah, I, this kind of brings up my one uh, gripe with this game. And my main issue is specifically with the story. I feel like the only thing that left me wanting was the main character, Ash. Because I feel like they did a really great job of giving each of the bullies sort of their own backstory, their own reason for sort of how they ended up this way and then also how ash sort of helps them through that um which i love i love that these characters that are sort of just a i mean they have different designs but for the most part they're just gang of bullies don't go that way they become their own personal characters as the story goes on but it feels like ash doesn't really get any like overarching dramatic character development like the other guys do if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, you know, we, we kind of get some backstory about his family moved away. And so we do kind of get that, like, mom doesn't want me to be here or whatever. But, yeah, I, I, I can, I, I get you on that. Um, you know, there's some reluctance with helping the bullies. But, but yeah, that's super short. And it is kind of more about, a little about their redemption. They get arcs. Which I love. And I love how well it's done that they sort of come to realize that and then come to be ash's friends by the end i love that sort of transformation of them and how they're still how they're all friends with each other but they become even better friends with each other because they know that what they were doing before was kind of superficial so they become deeper friends i love how that's written it just feels like they missed the one character the main character and this could be some sort of like it's supposed to be the player and they don't want to project too many emotions on the player of what they're feeling. And I get all that. It's just, that was like my one thing that I'm like, uh, maybe like, that's my nitpick basically of this game. There was a couple moments with them though, that really touched me towards the end. The, the first one being when you, when you first get back from the lighthouse, when you get your, um, when you get your combat abilities and, uh, the little one froggy, I think is his froggy. name, which is cute. Yep. You know, he runs up to you and he's super scared and it it immediately humanizes all of them. Just that one character being really frightened because he's a small kid. Like, like it really gives us like, oh yeah, these are children. And yeah, they're assholes, but they're children. And like, I don't know, it really touched me in a way that I really wasn't expecting. And then the other one that I really liked, and it might be just me projecting, but like towards the end, they're kind of talking about, one of them wants Ash to play basketball. And then um, another one's like, no, I don't think he's into that, guys. I think he just wants to paint. And to me, it was like, oh, okay, this is like, this is like a recognized, this is like saying like, hey, we're cool now, we're, we're friends, but like, that doesn't mean we're super best buds or anything yet. It's not saying that they won't be, but it is saying like, hey, just because like, the bully finally realizes they're wrong and apologizes doesn't make everything okay immediately. I don't know, it really was like, touching in that way. Yeah, well, and it shows that at this point, they do fully like respect him a lot more where they're 
not only like that entire final section where they're respecting his painting and like even kind of just accepting all this wild stuff that's happening as just okay cool we gotta trust ash to get us through this but then they respect his painting that moment where you take the boat and then you're on the wreckage and they are all pointing at like blank spots where you can paint i love that where they've finally gotten to the point where instead of you know picking on you or vandalizing your art just to mess with you they're very much like okay this is what makes you happy and we're gonna sort of support you there and then that final moment where they say i think you would rather just paint it's like yeah just because you're we're friends now doesn't mean you have to like what we like and we respect that um now ash you know goes along with it as well but i i do really like that yeah and it's like it's just a super it feels real and heartwarming and nice um i know i was looking at some of the criticisms of the game and like there's a lot of criticism about artwork that features bullies and stuff stuff with like with this kind of character arc for bullies and i totally get the criticisms of like bullies can hurt a lot of people and can hurt them in ways for the rest of their life and so having redeem uh, redemption arcs for them is hard to do personally i think this does it very well and and to me i don't know it, it really struck a chord with me especially too because we get to see we get to you know get glimpses into their lives throughout the game as they you know we get little cutaway scenes when they grab his brush um like one of them really resonated with me, with me where it was one of them had headphones and their parents were fighting and they snuck out the window and i'm like yeah that's so real like like i don't know seeing little scenes of like hey here's how they got there because typically you know when people are behaving like that it's because there's probably something abusive happening in their life and i really enjoyed that humanizing element to it yeah but this kind of goes back to my sort of gripe with ash's character and it's the fact that you know he does come around to accepting and like helping them really quickly which is great and like is super cool but uh you're right that it kind of does make it so that like their actions aren't really not that there's like no consequence but it's like kind of glossed over if that makes sense because i find as someone who was you know like supremely bullied all through middle school and then some of high school and then still had to have classes with that guy. Like it can be very hard to just kind of forgive that kind of thing. So that kind of quick turnaround was a little, a little jarring. I found it still like heartwarming and great that it turned out that way, but I felt like there could have been a little bit more time spent of like some resentment there, but I feel like it also kind of just like worked out for Ash. You know, he wasn't really, it's not like these were like bullies for a long time. It was mainly just they were both in the town at the same time and then they were messing with him. That sort of thing. What was your favorite paint element? Uh, my favorite paint element was probably the stars and the mushroom. Oh, nice. Mine was the log. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. It's a good log. Yeah, I really enjoyed how those elements weren't just those elements. Like, if you placed them high, it would grow a hill underneath them. Like, it feels like there was a lot of attention to detail in terms of, like, making your paintings make sense, which I really appreciated. And again, made it easy to make good-looking stuff. Yeah, I would mainly start every piece with either a bunch of stars or just a line of grass on the ground. 
like I got to establish that there's ground here, mm-hmm. then I can put stuff on top of it. And then it wasn't until later in the game that I realized that it would autofill a hill underneath whatever you're placing, which I thought was really cool that it kind of works with you. Yeah, I agree. Um, we didn't talk, I guess we should probably should have talked about this at the beginning. This is like one of the few examples of motion control that I actually enjoyed because I think it smartly recognizes that you need more control than like say the analog stick would give you but also doesn't make you do it under pressure which i think is a really smart and intelligent move like the dual sense not the dual sense the um the six axis controls here i thought were smartly implemented yeah i you know it kind of feels like a game that would be on the wii (laughs) in a way but pulling it off with the gyro controls it really works i feel like it kind of goes back to that praise that a lot of people put on the a lot of switch games that have gyro aiming specifically for like shooters where it gives you that little bit extra precision uh this you don't have that sort of analog fallback to use but i feel like it works uh it gives you enough precision that had they gone full analog stick or it, it just wouldn't have worked you know Totally, and I think they also recognize that, yes, it can be precise motion controls, but also there's a lot of imprecision in there as well. So, like, that, that element of filling in hills or whatever, I think is why that exists, because it, like, recognizes that, you know, you might move up suddenly or whatever, and so they account for that, which I think is really wonderful design-wise. Um, I think the only parts where it uh, where that breaks is the parts where you have to, like, paint over the billboards, which I still enjoyed, but, like, that shows that, like, yeah, it's kind of hard to be precise even with motion controls. <laughs> Like, there were a couple of elements there where, like, okay, I'm trying this on my fifth time to get this line correctly. <laughs> that could just be me, though. But I think, I definitely feel like you're right that they realize that that sort of imprecision is there. And that's kind of, you know, part of art is that it's not perfect and that there's imperfections throughout it. But when it gets to be more tense, I guess, is once you get into, like, the combat, they very easily could have tried to fit motion control into the combat like you had to paint certain parts of the genie to sort of like stun their attacks or whatever but they i feel like there was a definite realization that that wouldn't be very fun so they're like you know just keep it simple we'll keep it going and then leave the gyro to the art stuff yeah there's there's exactly one moment in this game where you have to paint fast to stop things and again i think it's set up super nicely to where it's not a problem um that moment in the caves at the end which, again, was enjoyable. <laughs> like, like, I feel like this game's uh, pacing with that stuff really works. And I enjoyed the uh, the environmental puzzles. Um, particularly in the sewer section, I feel like that's when they started to get a little more inventive with them. You know, having you use boxes to traverse the water or having you connect uh, pipes and stuff. Like, I thought that stuff was neat. Yeah, it reminded me of um, some, like, puzzles in the Pikmin games, which I was all for. The... I mean, the electricity especially reminded me of that. It, it definitely is not very deep or challenging. In oh, fact, no. But it also isn't overly long. <laughs> it's like one section in the game that has a, an emphasis on puzzles. So, you know, it doesn't overstay its welcome, but it is it is welcome. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, 100%ing the game, I thought for the most part, was really good. Again, I enjoyed exploring Denska. 
especially at the end when you get once you get the paid skates it really makes that fun it really makes it it's interesting you reference sunset overdrive at the beginning of this i actually and it's actually probably more because of the design of the character the whole time i couldn't stop thinking about infamous because he looks like that dude oh okay i've never played infamous that so that's why i played that's why i referenced sunset overdrive it's like the same red beanie like this is like the same character it's really funny but yeah i i really had fun with that um there are some dumb achievements in there. There's one that's like, paint for three minutes straight. But, like, that's kind of awkward because sometimes if you look too far in one direction, you know, the cursor would go away. So that was dumb. That was when I ended up just, like, leaving my controller and walking away. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's one that's like, paint ten moons in a row. And, like, those are dumb. But, um, but whatever. They're simple, so it's fine. Yet, overall, excluding those couple, which, again, aren't typically a problem, I really enjoyed the um, the Platinum experience for the most part and it has options in there for like if you just want to go free paint you can like that's an option and you can just pick any of the areas and run around and paint whatever you want on a blank canvas there's also an area in the game you can unlock that's just like a big dome uh in the lighthouse it's like zelda like between worlds where you go into this like white crack and you're like in another dimension it's weird but it's kind of just this giant blank canvas and there's a pillar in the middle of it where you can erase everything if you want to start over so like that's kind of neat if that yeah, stuff if you really just want to mess you. around, you don't want to make it permanent or whatever. Yeah, totally. Um, this game also has a VR mode, but unfortunately, neither of us own VR, so I can't speak on that. I bet that would be nice, though. <laughs> <laughs> I want to high-five a genie in VR. Yeah, totally, right? Yeah, uh, the music was nice. I don't think any of it was super standout, but it like really fit the atmosphere. Pretty calming for the most part, except for when it needed to be a little more intense. Yeah, there was one piece that got like kind of percussive and synth heavy that I that stood out to me. I couldn't recall it now, but that was the only one that like really jumped out. The rest are these really nice like sweeping orchestral pieces that really fit the sort of calm atmosphere. And then when it needs to be more intense, they bring in sort of the more percussive elements on top of it. It's pretty standard stuff you would expect for both cinematic video games and like kind of just movie score style uh really well executed really well really fits the scene well but nothing stand out it's not it's not journey level you know no no but it's but it is appropriate for the game and i really ended up enjoying it in that context yeah anything else you want to call out i feel like we kind of covered it it's got some uncharted style platforming like swinging on a high crane and stuff like that it's very one note like push the stick forward you're not gonna fail um stuff which is fine mostly used to transition you to places yeah there was a couple moments where like i just couldn't quite see where i was meant to go they're all all of the grabbable surfaces are marked with like white on them and sometimes that's pretty obvious and sometimes it's a little hard to see uh the other thing was like the elemental powers the main ones being that you get the three elemental genies the fire electric and wind genies uh i like the puzzles where they combine them there's only like one moment where you need two of the same genie so if you find a duplicate one then it's mainly just there for an extra friend which i'm all about uh but then using those once you have your combat abilities i kind of liked that sort of added uh like synchronicity between the mechanics um 
yeah, it was, that's about all I can think of. It was definitely, oh, the other thing was the, the map screen in the pause menu. Oh yes. I forgot you had a problem with this. Yeah. It's really busy. <laughs> the, the art style, it, it looks like Ash's sketchbook, which I love that sort of design part of it. But when you're looking for the things that you need to paint under, which are the light strings, where they're marked on the map can really easily blend in with just sort of the rest of the visual chaos of the map. Uh, it's something that I got used to uh eventually but it was kind of a struggle to see like which one which lights i was missing or which ones i didn't quite fill in and or even where i was on the map sometimes so uh that was my only like outright difficulty playing this game but yeah i uh, and, and i agree it is a little it does it can be a little messy yeah neat experience i again even if we spoiled it for you i still recommend it it's cool so yeah, uh, because this is an indie, well, I guess it's not an indie studio, it's a Sony-owned studio, but like, I, I don't, I wouldn't expect like a sequel or anything, so I don't think there's anything to speculate on that. This feels pretty, like, it feels pretty close, um, but I, I'm certainly excited for whatever Pixel Opus does next. Yeah, they're up there as one of those studios that I feel like could just kind of attempt genres at whatever they want to do. <laughs> and kind of pull it off in some fashion. I feel like that's definitely difficult to do, and I feel like they pulled that off here trying to do an action combat game and a platformer, which neither of which they've done before because their other game is not like that at all. So uh, good on you, Pixel Opus. I definitely want to see what you're working on next, and I'll be looking forward to it. 1,000%. Oh, I do want to compliment the world design, though. Um, which we kind of talked about a little bit, but like specifically in the first two areas, uh, I really like that for the most part you can kind of climb all over the buildings. <laughs> like, I feel like they do a good job of like letting you go. For the most part, there are a couple that are inaccessible, but like letting you jungle gym your way all the way across the city, which I thought was pretty fun and pretty well designed. It feels smart in that way. Yeah, this yeah. kid is a freaking acrobat, man. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta get away from those bullies. Bullies can't climb. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Everybody. They can ride bikes, though, so, you know. Just like the game, that was a short and sweet episode of Save Station Radio. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you check out Concrete Genie. Um, next up on the feed, well, next up will be another Save Station report. we got lots to talk about. It'll be a jam-packed episode. Lots of news, lots of games we've been playing. Uh, lots of fun stuff. But after well, that... <laughs> this, yeah. is, this one comes out a couple weeks after. Oh, you're right. My timeline is... Wait, does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. The last episode before this was that episode. I don't know. The next episode might have nothing. <laughs> uh, but the next mainline episode will be Little Nightmares, which I'm very excited to get to. I feel like there's like a weird shared universe thing between Animal Crossing this and Little Nightmares. I feel like we're like stepping our way down to gruesome horror, you know? <laughs> 
just sort of weird island life that's semi horrific if you deep dive about it this has some horror elements with paintings come to life and then next up is a horror platformer yes um i'm very excited about those and other games i have not played yet but i'm really looking forward to and a cool art style for sure uh so yeah tune in for those if you would like to keep up with the show you can follow it at save station pod on twitter uh connor where can the people follow you uh you can find me at conifer ssr um just whatever i'm posting on there it's usually usually pretty silly at that point uh where can they find you dustin they can follow me at dustin h dragon on twitter uh apologies i haven't been posting that much recently i got real busy but uh i normally post about game stuff um some occasionally pictures of my dog or whatever some photo mode stuff but yeah uh follow me there and i hope you enjoyed the show and remember always be good to each other yeah and take care bye Thank you.